0: Ravens, ladies and gentlemen, recurring guest, Kadri Ismail with some purple eyes, something going on with the camera. Kadri, how's everything going for you?
1: Thanks, Will. This is my new uh, glasses that basically is going to reflect that ring light to make everything all nice and purple eye looking. But uh, maybe it's appropriate since we're talking about the Ravens. Yeah. Can you, hear, can you hear me right? My AirPod just died. I can hear you crystal clear. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Yeah. So uh, what been your thoughts on the off season? Really not much going on. They just obviously wrapped up some of the mini camps uh, kind of guys have a break a little bit until later in July until the training camp opens up. What have been your thoughts o- as a whole? So the
1: biggest thing Zach is, is that uh, there is an off season. I think last year, part of what um, the league had to go through. And in particular with the Ravens is trying to you know protect everyone when it came to the knowns and unknowns, as far as COVID, uh, I thought that, you know, this offseason was vital for Lamar Jackson and basically a new coaching staff from a passing game and, a, and a, also a, receiver, a new receiver coach standpoint. Um, the development of the, the passing attack, you know, comes when you have chemistry with your receivers, comes when you have chemistry, you know, and, and, and the, just the whole flow of it all. Um, so I think it's really cool that, you know, what we're seeing now is, yeah, Lamar being able to be successful uh, with
0: a good offseason. So I think it'll be a, a good thing for uh, he and, and the rest of the team. Do you think some of the top receivers that were available in free agency kind of avoided Baltimore, or do you think just kind of felt, just kind of things fell into place the way they did?
1: No, not really. Um, I think, you know, there's there's a matter of what you would see, when I, when I say what you would see. So... You know, Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, I want to go into Baltimore see what's what. Um, I looked around, you know, kind of felt like, you know, hey, my best place for me is back in Pittsburgh. OK, that's his decision. You got a guy like a Sammy Watkins who, you know, had some relationship uh, with Greg Roman. And so he felt like, you know what, this is a good spot for me. I think, you know, at the same time, on the flip side of it with the Ravens, the way they do things, their mindset is hey, what we want to do is we want to be able to, you know, bring in guys that we feel can fit into our organization, but it also has to be, you know, at a, at a right price. I know Eric DaCosta, you know, learned from the great Ozzy Newsome and, you know, it's, it's about what, what, what can we do to help ourselves um, salary cap wise and everything yet at the same time, bring in talent that will be able to fit in. So I think, uh, Right now, for what we saw from the draft, as well as what we are seeing um, from what they did with free agency, uh, it's, it's cool.
0: As of right now, assuming the roster doesn't change too drastically between now and the time training camp starts up, do the Baltimore Ravens currently have a number one wide receiver on the roster? So the definition
1: of that number one wide receiver, I, I kind of use the term go-to wide receiver. Okay. The go-to, yeah, can't be a number one, but is he an upper-tier elite? You know, that remains to be seen. I think that they have go-to-type receivers on the roster. Um, You know, I know Rashad Bateman, you know, there's a lot of talk about him and what he's done so far. Uh, Wallace has come in, uh, even though he's a later pick, but so what? I think he has a tremendous amount of talent. Um, I think it's, it's again, it's the development of the chemistry. It's the development of... You know, Greg Roman feeling comfortable in certain situations based upon what they've done in practice, giving the ball to Lamar, giving the ball, uh, you know, him or giving him an opportunity to get the ball out to his receivers, developing that chemistry. And that chemistry now, in turn, you look back on it and you got guys having uh, 1,500 yards receiving. You got guys, uh, you know, having 80, 90 catches, you know, to their resume. That's where you can start to define it. But just, to make the blanket statement, you know, we don't know yet. We know that there are some go-to guys on the roster.
0: Let's see what happens from there. I was trying to grab a headline—that's what I was doing. But um, so I—you didn't, didn't mention Hollywood Brown. Do you need? Do you, are you kind of like, all right? He's kind of is what he is, or do you think he still has a next gear to get to? I think the is what he is is not bad. <laughs> I think that um, it'll
1: help that he'll have some guys around him. Uh, I think that his size um, in in some regards limits him as far as the contested catches. Uh, I think, you know, the outside throwing lane is where, you know, Lamar really didn't excel last year. And I think for Hollywood, he needs that opportunity, but he also needs other guys to do their part. If you take away, you know, uh, Mark Andrews in the middle of the field and then you, you know, bring some level of help over a Marquise, then I think that's where it gets, you know, to be a little bit, you know, challenging. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does um, and make no mistake about it. I mean, he, he has the talent to be an explosive wide receiver. I think that needs to be a little bit more in the bigger picture of things. And and hopefully that'll happen. And, and we'll see a, a Ravens team, you know, excel and, and do what they need to do to, to, uh, to show up in the AFC, which is going to be an amazing, you know, playoff run with all the different teams and
0: and the retooling of the talent with with the run game obviously they let Mark Ingram go kind of let J.K. Dobbins kind of get the kind of the grip on that and also they re-up with with Gus Edwards do you like that kind of that nucleus going into the season oh yeah oh
1: yeah I I mean I thought it was just a powerful one-two punch here you got you know JK Dobbins and I thought he got so much better as a year you know when he got comfortable it was like okay he's just showing up uh, time and time again and uh really really highly productive I thought Gus Edwards we you know here in Baltimore you know Gus the bus you know hey you know you get on the bus you 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 are going to get some good yards and get some good effort and uh he he was as productive and it, it was smart for the Ravens to uh to to
0: honor him with
1: uh, a new contract and I think that they they work really well together
0: in tandem. Are you surprised the Lamar deal hasn't gotten done yet? Or do you think they're just, they're kind of wait and see mode?
1: You know, it's hard to say because here it is unusual with uh, the typical agent kind of being the buffer is not there. Um, so I know he and his mom and, and I'm sure he has some, some other counsel as well, giving him some understanding on things, but uh, You know, the the thing is with the NFL, they talk to you, but then when they're behind, you know, closed doors or whatever, they talk about you. And so Aaron Costa, I think he's going to have the challenge of I'm talking about you because I don't want to overpay you because I have my responsibility for the team, both short term and long term but you're a part of our plans short term and we're hoping you'd be a part of our plans long term. So I don't want to necessarily, I'm going to say piss them off, but you don't want to put them in a position where, yeah, you got bad blood and, and, you know, Lamar doesn't want to sign or or whatever it might be. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a different experience. I know, but I think the fact that you do have Lamar being who he is as a person, and you also have uh, you know, Eric DeCosta and the way he's at, I think that, you know, this is, this is all a good thing.
0: This is fourth year.
1: Yeah. He'll be going, I think they signed, uh, he signed his tenure. So he'll, he'll uh, be that, that fifth year option. They picked up.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I think Andrews is also a contract here too. So I guess they're expecting to be a, see a huge season out of him as well. Hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It, it's, it,
0: I mean, the contract's,
1: you know, typically the Ravens. You know, when they identify you as like, "Yo, man, you're my guy. You're you're the you're the guy that I'm looking for," to to kind of build a nucleus around. They've done it in the past. They they've always taken care of their guys, um, so I, I don't see why
0: this would be any different. And on the defense, I know you lost Judon, but you made a couple moves. What do you think of what they did on the other side of the ball?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, from a free agency standpoint. Um, you know, there's still work to be done. I, I don't think that this is over by any stretch of imagination. Part of the reason why is because they wait till later in the year, or I should say, the summer. They wait till obviously we're going to have preseason games. So I think that that's going to be something that they are going to look at and they're going to see. You know, um, yeah, it, this is this is this is this is the Ravens. This is how they do things. Uh, you know, defensive back-wise, I think that they got a solid core and nucleus in place. Um, obviously, led by Marlon Humphreys, he's already signed an extension, so you're good with that. Uh, Linebacker-wise, we, we're, you know, the fan base, I think we're anxious to see the next steps of uh, Patrick Queen. Um, you know, defensive front, I think that there are some pieces that need to be, you know, looked at. Um, but, but Wink Martindale, he, you know, uh, is an aggressive play caller on defense, and I think uh, – you know once they kind of settle in and see what they have it should be pretty cool.
0: And answer this question for me. Marlon Humphrey is the blank best receiver, best corner in the National Football League. Where would you rank him? That I, that, I got that from the thing. ranking standpoint. Yeah, he is the what he is the which how do you rank him in, in terms of the best corners in, I'm gonna cut that part. What do you how do no, you got, rank I, in terms I, of the best corners in the league?
1: Yeah I mean I, I don't I'm not gonna rattle off the top of my head guys you know just like oh yeah these guys here I mean, I, I would say he's in the conversation, top three, easily. However you want to rank him, he needs to be in the conversation. Makes big plays, not afraid to travel to one side of the field or the other. Can play in the slot, can play and cover a guy on the outside, has a sense for for you know just creating uh, something when you need it. Um, he checks off all the boxes, can come up and – Uh, support the run can you know come up and and apply uh, blitz pressure um, with the different looks that they do he he is
0: absolutely a top three guy what even your thoughts on this whole this ongoing situation with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay it's weird
1: because you know some people are saying it's it's so vague as far as what actually is going on for Aaron or what is he saying or not saying at the same time, um, you know, you look at it as far as the Green Bay Packers. I think that they're trying to, you know, make the name on the front of the jersey, the logo be larger than with the name on the back of the jersey. And it's so such a delicate situation by, oh, we love them, We're supporting them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on now. But there's something that y'all did that you don't want to address that pissed Aaron off and made him feel like, um, you should have had a conversation with him and you didn't. And I think people who think it's okay, they don't know the workings of, you know, that upper tier guy who's earned the right to have those conversations. You know, when you earn the right to have those conversations, it's about winning games. It's about putting, you know, I, I, I put this team in position to, to at least have a conversation about going to the Super Bowl.
0: When, when, when and
1: I think there's just been kinks in the armor over the years that, that just show disrespect, and
0: that's, that's not cool. When you were playing with some of the quarterbacks you played with, were they treated in the front office kind of like as like the gods they are now, or was it different? The
1: front office conversations that had happened or took place with the different players over the years that were considered superstars that I played with, my contemporaries, um, I mean, I, I think they always had a conversation. I think Ray Lewis always had a good relationship with Ozzie Newsome and um, Steve Bishotti. Um, You know, I think uh, Jerry Jones always had a great uh, open, you know, conversation with the triplets down in Dallas and and their heyday. I know Chris Carter you know, always would be able to have a, a conversation when he was with the Minnesota Vikings in his prime. Um, same thing with, you know, um, Randy Moss, uh, you know, the, the the Peyton Mannings of the world, you know, they, they all the, the guys that I played with, you know, they all knew where they stood, if you will. I, I think it was, um, it, some organizations were bad, and those bad organizations did a poor job communicating, and that's why they, you know, weren't successful over the years and probably even till today. But I think by and large, you know, this Green
0: Bay situation is, has its unique flavor to it. Yeah, And then to looking at the AFC as a whole outside of Buffalo and Kansas City, who intrigues you? Say that one more time. and look at, Taking a look at the entire AFC outside of the Bills and the Chiefs, who, who intrigues you?
1: Well right here in in the division I mean hell everybody's all you know hoopla over you know the Cleveland Browns I think you know Cleveland is is a really good you know team on paper they showed up for sure last year but you know you didn't have any expectations last year now some people will be like well but I called it I'm like no 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 within the building their expectations were relatively low let's see how they do with high expectations going into this year so I think that's something. I think also when you look at, um, you know, out in the AFC West, uh, the Chargers, you know, you got a stud quarterback. Um, okay, so w- what does that look like? Uh, are you going to be able to take those necessary steps? Uh, you know, John Gruden, you know, a lot has been made about, you know, Las Vegas Raiders and and what he brings and all that. Okay. You know, what, 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 are, what are your uh, – Steps to you know be that relevant team um, that you we know that you are you're saying that you're going to bring back the tradition as far as what the Raiders are all about. Uh, I'll come I'll come right on back uh, out east here again and and then you know look at what um, pretty much when you look at uh, Pittsburgh, you know Ben Roethlisberger is coming to the very 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 close of his career. Yeah, he's got ten more years. <laughs> um what what is the offense going to look like what is it going to be you know with him as far as trying to get it out to his receivers or now that, you know they got what is nigey harris is, is their guy you know which i think he's he's going to give a lot of teams in the afc north headaches but uh, what is that going to look like you know joe burrow you know okay they got him even some more talent you know what what, what what's his healing process going to be how's he going to feel and, and and what are the next steps there's there's some good talented teams. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you said the Bills, what about New England? Okay. Yeah, we know uh, T- uh Tampa Bay. Tom went down there and Bill Belichick is like, yeah, all right, y'all go ahead and talk about everybody else. But I'm a retool. What is it the second year with Tom uh being gone going to be like with Cam Newton now having another year under his belt? Or if Cam can't do it, what's up with, with, with Mac Jones? What, what are we talking about here? So there's a lot of you know little sub stories outside of it being uh, just the bills, or when you're looking at uh, what's going on over there in Kansas City.
0: And you brought up Burrow in Cincinnati, and obviously at five, they took his buddy from LSU, Jamar Chase. I thought they're going to be taking a tackle. They, they, they remember Burrow's knee is not as good as it was last year. Are they just going to be like, screw it, we'll, we'll score a lot of points?
1: <laughs> not only is it that. But I think you know you and I, fan base people, we get caught up in the first round guys. And offensive line wise, if you have a generational type of a player like a Jonathan Ogden, hey man, I'm gonna make sure I get him on 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 board and in 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 the house. But oftentimes it's the later picks from an offensive line that wind up developing and and being your, you know your 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 guys that you protect clearly your quarterback and. Uh, So I don't, I don't, not that I'm doubting, you know, uh, well, yeah, I am doubting Cincinnati. I've always doubted Cincinnati because they haven't really proven themselves over the years, but okay. You know, we'll, we'll see what you got. And I think for Joe Burrow, um, it's great that he has some guys that are going to be talented that he can sling it to. And hopefully chase will be the, the, the chemistry that they had at LSU will reignite
0: it. Um, moving forward for Cincinnati. And I wanted to ask you, obviously the Titans made the big splash last week going at, out and grabbing Julio Jones for a, I think it was like a late second and a conditional like fourth, knowing the price tag, do you think Baltimore's going to regret not making that move?
1: No, I, I don't think so. Um, because there's still the, the, the price and the signing bonus and what we got to do. Cause basically you still have to, like you mentioned Mark Andrews. Well, yeah, you got to pay him and you also got to pay your guy Lamar. And so now the bar is set 25 million, 28 million, whatever it might be, that's okay. So you you have to look at the whole thing. And I think you got some young guys that, I mean, it's a gamble. It's always a gamble. You don't know, but uh, you know, you got some young guys that you're hoping are gonna gonna be what you feel you need to have for um, you to
0: ignore uh, talent the likes of Julio Jones? How, how excited for this year? Are you ready to be back at back at the bank and being at games?
1: Well, to be perfectly honest with you, we went down to the bank. WJZ. Um, we
0: had all our shows down at the bank where oh, we right. were in studio. Oh yeah, was that was it? Um, it kind of just all spaced out. How'd they do it?
1: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we we traveled pretty much to every game, uh, not every game, but we since the way the, the, the season was constructed, you know, you really didn't have to travel far. So we went up to Philly, um, you know, the press box. It was spaced out. We we went up to um, or down to Washington uh, football team game. Um, and obviously we were at the vault and m and was a weird kind of experience because there was no one in the stands.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah we're right. they had some of the small crowds, and they didn't have like the little, the few, little bit crowds. The family said it again. We had some of those, some of the guys like the families were there, but it was, it was like a, a couple hundred people, but nothing, nothing big, right? Yeah, no, no, it was it was nothing big. I think
1: Pittsburgh was the only game that uh, the stadium authority allowed people to come in, and then it quickly closed. I think um, there was like an outbreak in the team. For guys getting COVID, and that's where you know it, it kind of got nutty and crazy as far as the Ravens. Um, And I know that you know when they go out to Pittsburgh, and it, it just looked weird because Wednesday
0: it, afternoon game, yeah,
1: wow. they kept pushing the game back, and they finally you know got the game in, and you know so be it. But yeah, no, the the whole time, I mean, for me selfishly to get to the game, like it was fast. It was easy. It was no big deal, but, uh, my God, man, it was funny. Like it it just is like, wow, okay, here we are. So yeah, it'll be great to, to, to feel the energy of the fan base, um, back, back here and and across the league. I think it's really cool. I mean, you see it in uh, the Orioles having people there. Uh, you see it with, you know, some of the other leagues as far as NBA and stuff like that. Um, it definitely has a a different feel. I mean, it's just what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to have, you know, your fan base there. You you know, it does matter. I think the Bills game uh, in the playoffs, in the divisional round, um, as much as it was – I think it was like 22,000 maybe or something like that, whatever it might have been. We went up to the game. As we were there, it was amazing to me, Zach, that there were maybe two or three offside penalties by the Ravens. And, like – (laughs) <laughs> i mean it was like holy wow these dudes are so used to it being quiet for so long that you know now a sudden you get a few fans in the stands and now it's like oh my god we can't hear you know so it was interesting and i think that's what makes uh,
0: football fun yeah absolutely i can't i can't wait for the season one, one last thing what are, you, what are your thoughts on this rumored expansion of the college football playoff
1: yeah, they've been talking about that since, good God, the early 2000s when this whole thing started coming out. Um, finally, a playoff system. Finally, uh, not guessing and all that. So, yes, okay, maybe four teams, five teams, six teams. Now they're going to 12 teams. Um, that's cool. Uh, I know logistically, uh, yeah, other, you know, the Power Five Conference, um. I guess they want to expand it even further yeah. when it comes to that whole flow. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about money. I mean, let's make you know a mistake about it. You know, it's about money. It's about the logistics. It's not about, you know, the whole term student athlete or anything like that. It's about, yeah. How do we capitalize on, you know, getting more games and, uh, you know, from a TV standpoint, I'm sure bowl games are going to be like, Hey, what about us? Let us host the first few games or whatever the bracket might be. And all of that, that we kind of see now. So yeah, With the powers that be, figure it out, and, and have at it.
0: You still think Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, still going to be the national champion? It's not going to be Western Michigan? You, you, like... like I said, Western
1: Michigan, we can talk Boise State and Oklahoma all you want back then um, and win it if he has to bowl, But then if you got another game after you, another game, it's only but so many trick plays you can do before the defensive front rushes your quarterback and smacks him on the ground. There's only but so many things you can do you got this offensive line just coming right at you and you're the, the opposing team skill position of the Ohio States, of the uh, Alabamas or whatever. They're just running up and down the field on you. It's just a matter of time.
0: I can't wait till football comes back. Even like even the day after the Super Bowl, I was like, I miss football. And like that was like now, like we're getting close. So a couple months, you got a yeah. training camp end of July, three preseason games that no one cares about, but everyone's going to watch. Um, and then 17 game season. So I, I can't wait, but do appreciate you taking the time, especially on a Sunday. Almost never do appreciate the flexibility. And then how I saw you you're back on Twitter. Remember last time you were locked out of Twitter. They thought something was going on with that. But so you got a new Twitter. You, you got to- yeah. I am Kadri Ismael. And
1: whatever we got to do, cross our fingers and all that other jazz. It's been working. It's been fine. Follow me up on there and uh yeah, have a lot of fun with it.
0: They ever give you an explanation of what happened with their account or
1: no? No, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, cause I wasn't really saying anything salacious and politically, whatever was going on. I have no idea. So it's the biggest mystery and they're going to do what they're going to do. But that's, that was very
0: frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do appreciate it. Always a pleasure, but this has been awesome. So I want to thank you again. Cool, bro. Appreciate you.